0: Welcome to a new episode of Free Talk. This is Josephine. You can follow us on Instagram at freetalk.ca. You can connect with us on Facebook at aya.shani.315. You can also email us at freetalk.ca at gmail.com.
1: We will start with the Queen Amina, who is the queen of Zaria, Nigeria. Amina Mohammed was a Husa warrior queen of the city-state Zazul, presently in the northwest region of Nigeria. Her leadership skills was discovered very early by her grandfather as he allowed her to attend state meetings. She reigned from 1576 to 1610. She reigned after her brother's death. She led her warriors to expand her kingdom and she created trade routes throughout Northern Africa. She also fortified her land with walls, which are now known and back then, which are known as Amina's walls.
0: Yeah, I actually, I love Queen, uh, queen Amina, which she also know as uh, the warrior queen, they call, her, they call her the warrior queen. As you mentioned, she was really, she was very intelligent. And she, as you also mentioned, she actually led her, um, her army, and she expand and expand and expand really her kingdom and also she fought, I know that there was one war also that she fought, which is called, okay, I'm gonna pronounce it, sorry, if to Nigerian Muslim people, if I do pronounce it wrong, but they call it the Jihad, the, the war of Jihad, which is in, in translation, it's called the Holy War. And she really fought and it, it is believed that she, she lived for 200 years she ruled for 34 years during her uh she ruled the 16 to the 17 centuries and i mean the woman lived 200 years who lived these days
1: 200 (laughs) that's that's really (laughs) amazing yeah
0: it is amazing and during all her time as you said she was discovered for her early age for uh, her intelligent and also, her grandfather knew that that kid, or when she was young, that she had something in her, and she she led all her armies to wars and war and wars. And as I said, we and also they were saying that her, the TV show we all know the TV show called Zena, the uh, Zena the Warrior the Warrior Princess. Yeah, it was actually based on on uh, Amina. Oh, wow. The warrior princess, it was also, it's because of a legend that was really, they don't want uh, make them create that story. Zena yeah. was actually created, based on Amina.
1: Mm, that's that's a, a new thing for me to learn because, yeah, we think that most of these type of stories, obviously Xena, Hercules, everything is based in, the Greek mythology, yeah. so I wouldn't even have known that it had anything to do with this queen. That's
0: great to know. So many of African queens or princes, unfortunately it's sad, but that, that's why they say the rest of her story, they can find the rest of her story that it has burned in the libraries of Alexandra the Great. But anyway, we all, we don't know. Probably it's true, probably it is not. But yes, of course, these queens have a long and a lot of story, but unfortunately, we are only able to get a little bit of a couple of them, just a little bit of it. And also, she also fought the British, the British colonialism. So Amina fought a lot of war. Let's say that's why they call her the Queen, the Queen warrior, because she fought a lot, a lot of war. The second queen
1: that we will be talking about is Kandake, the Empress of Ethiopia. Kandake, or as the British call her, Candace, was regarded as one of the most dreaded warrior generals of her time. She is known to be fierce, tactical, and a military leader. Her name, Kandake, means great woman, and it was used as a royal title for queens that ruled ethiopia when um this is just an extra tidbit i know josephine is going to tell us more but when alexander the great was gearing up to battle ethiopia um, it was said that she advised him to leave immediately and if he refused after defeating his army she would cut off his head and roll it down a hill I know, you might as well yeah, Like
0: sorry, that, I is laugh, that is that a threat. That is a threat. And she was right. <laughs> <laughs> I love all the queens, but I think if I have to choose one, I, to me, that's my personal opinion, I will choose Kandake, which her real name is Queen Amanirenes. That's her name. But yes, she got the name Kandake because of what she was. Pandaki mean the ruler queen. And I am so happy that you said that she told the, uh, the emperor to leave or she will cut her, his head and throw it and roll down the hill because, <laughs> because Amanarenes, that's her name. She was so famous and she was the leading queen of army of Kushite from Kush. You know, right now, usually you never see a king actually really go, or a queen, like, especially here, going war. When, when armies are going to war, the queen or the king stay behind. And the general, usually the general are the one who go and fight. Because you must
1: protect the king and the, the king. queen. Ex-
0: exactly. That's the
1: mentality of everywhere else.
0: Yeah. But in Africa... That is completely opposite. She or most of the queen, they charged. She was in front of the battle. They actually fought the Romans and they won. But the Romans finally find out that, you know, it wasn't a very easy battle that they thought that it was, it was going to be. So at the end, for them, for that, what you just said, the threat to become true, they decide to make an arrangement with her. And the arrangement that they did is that the Roman accepted to return back all the land that they took from them. Oh, nice. Everything, Hmm. including taking down the statues of um, Caesar down and also returning the armies that they stole from them. So really, the woman returned everything to her because if not, as as she said, that thread was going to come true because she was not joking about it and she fought with only one eye. She was blind of one eye. And imagine when you get your battle and a woman beats you up. I think it's kind of a little bit too, um, you know, you don't want to say that in history because it's a little bit like, and, you know, in that position in that time, it was a little bit degraded, you know, in the North in Europe and everything. It wasn't, you know, women do not lead. You know, even women in that time in Europe and North America, women wasn't even able to vote. So imagine back there in Africa, the women were leading. So to them, back to Europe, if you say a woman actually beat you up, it was a disgrace.
1: Yeah, you'd be the <laughs> laughing stock, and everyone would be like, where are your balls? But yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the battle between the, uh, the Roman and Amon actually really lasts five years. Between 27 BC to 22 BC. So you know. It went on for very long. Imagine battle for five years. stop. I can't think about that. Five years, that's a lot. I mean, five years today is a lot. Imagine five years back in the day. It was even longer. The days were more longer. I don't even want to be in an argument
1: for more than five minutes. So for a whole battle for five years, nope. No, it's all good. The next queen we'll talk about very briefly is Makeda. The Queen of Sheba, Ethiopia. Makeda was known to be a queen with incredible strength. After surviving a battle with the serpent king, Wari, and that is how she became queen. She was the ruler of the kingdom of Saba or
0: Sheba in southwestern Arabia. I mean, I of course she's no everybody knows who is Queen of Sheba. Queen of Sheba is. In the Bible, I mean, we saw her, that she went to see King Solomon. And uh, I mean, we don't even know if it really was really true that she have a child with King Solomon. And what I know the most, and also what I was trying to also find out was the battle with the the serpent King. Because really, I wanted to know what did happen. And even I have it in my book, the, the battle with the serpent king and there's nothing i can't find out anything so my question is did the google erase everything
1: well that's the thing a lot of things about her is a mystery the only thing that we really heard a lot is her encounter with solomon whether like you said the child or anything is true that whole story is available to be seen but the steps before she became queen is where it was very hard to search, but at least they have the key point that there was a battle, mm-hmm. she won, became queen, and then became the figure that she is today because she is one of obviously the Well-known. more
0: known queens. Mm-hmm. It would be so nice, good to find out really her story before she be you know before she became queen because that is the purpose why she became who she is because without it she wouldn't be she wouldn't be known for you know we wouldn't know her without that battle we probably wouldn't know her so that's why i really wanted to know i know that she was very very strong right but it would be so nice you know when you're trying to go through search and try to find out and you know you find zit that is a little bit i find it frustrated because she is of, as you said a very wonderful queen
1: the next queen that we will be talking about is nefertiti queen of ancient kemet egypt nefertiti was an egyptian queen and a great royal wife to amenhotep which was his name when they established their kingdom his name was then changed to akhenaten an egyptian pharaoh with her husband she reigned during the wealthiest period of ancient Egypt's history?
0: Nefertiti, or Nefertiti, I'm sorry, let me say the word again, Nefertiti, because people mix up with Nefertiti and Nefertiti. Is that I know in their story, they said that these two were so in love and their love was so powerful. And to me, I think that is why the... um, during the ring was the most powerful ring during the, uh, the time in, in ancient Egypt. Remember, because they say when two heads is better than one and when your wife is not about to want to stab you in the back because you're doing something bad or you you know you cheated on her with other women because you're Pharaoh, because back in the day, sorry, we're not gonna roll that out. Back in the day, Pharaohs could have more than one wife. But with
1: him, he did sleep with a bunch of different people, even his sister, because in ancient Egypt, sometimes they keep it in the family because they feel that that's more powerful. But like you said, he loved her. At least that's what I think. And he trusted her judgment.
0: Yeah, he loved her a lot and very, very much because they say that he was really, really in love with her. And I mean, she was very, she was also beautiful. That's why sometimes I ask myself, you know, when you have a beautiful wife, why would you want to go? But anyway, that's uh, beside the point. And uh, why? Yeah, because really they rule for a very, very long time, both of them. True. And she
1: also ruled or at least suspected to rule after he was gone it's still suspect but the thing is that's possibly what happened and with both of them the reason why they were were also very powerful is because together they established a new religion Mm -hmm. and a new god that their people worshipped and they said that after their god is them
0: yeah, I, I, re- I saw that. I'm like, why? But I mean, yeah, the name of the God, they called Aten, the, the God of stone, the God that they were worshiping. And that is one of the bad things that I did not like about them. Because to me, if you can repair a God, if it's something that you can see and repair it, a human can repair it, then it is not a God. An item that you you just an image that you made and you worship and if it crack it take a human to repair it how can that be superior than you but anyway that is that was their belief back in uh, ancient ancient egypt time
1: yes it wasn't a god it was an idol and it did nothing for them but it gave Uh, them the power that they wanted over the people Exactly. And the last queen that we will talk about in this episode, I absolutely love her name. That's why I love saying it. <laughs> Hopefully, I say it correctly. Is Ya Asantoa of the Ashanti Kingdom in Ghana. Ya Asantoa was the queen mother of Ijisu in the Ashanti Empire, which is now part of modern day Ghana. And she led the Ashanti to war, which and a, a specific war which is known as War of the Golden Stool, and it's also known as Ya Asantua's War against the British colonists. Um, she was also, as much as she was that you know amazing, she was a successful farmer and mother. She was an intellectual, a politician, human rights activist obviously a queen and a leader of her tribe.
0: Exactly. As you said, that story, I mean, I heard a little bit when I was a child because of uh, I am from Ashanti, Ashanti kingdom. So, you know, when we are young, we hear our grandmothers and those who were fortunate to see their great grandmother, you know, they used to tell us stories. And I mean, when I was a child, they used to tell me, the story of Yah Asantua all the time. But I mean, it's been a while. Now I'm kind of a grown-up person. But yes, I love that particular story because the fact that, as you mentioned, she was a farmer. She was just, the beginning, she was just a normal farmer because her brother, which her brother was a leader, her elder brother was a leader. And his name is Nana Akwasi. Nana Kwasi Afran, he was a, a leader, a very powerful leader back in the time, yeah, Asantua time. And also, what British, when the British people came, I mean, they came with an intention. They didn't come to just say hello, we're here to see you, and then goodbye. So, anyway, they Never. With... <laughs> So, they came with the intention. So, around 1896, the Ashanti people starting to, you know, protest, you know, against the British present in the, uh, in their lands. And also they knew that the British wanted to control the Gold Coast. Because remember, Ghana is the second country in Africa that has the most gold. The first is South Africa and the second is Ghana. So, The British wanted to control the Gold gold Coast of Ghana. So the kin, during that time, refused it. Of course, who wanted somebody from from somewhere else to come and steal their stuff? So what they, they did is like, they started a war and what they did is that they kidnapped the kin. The kin of Ashanti kin, which his name is Ashantan Pem number one, and what they did is like they exalt him to Seychelles Island, include Ya Asantua grandson, Kofi. They did not know that during that time that is what made Ya Asantua most. It got her angry, of course, when your kin has been exiled, and not only your kin, but also your grandson has been also. Exactly. And because he was part of those who were very, very powerful. That's why the British thought by taking them out of the way, that will help them. And what they wanted to steal the most was the golden stool. And that golden stool, I mean, if you say you, if you put it on a the Google, they will show you. And Yah Asantwa was the keeper of the of the golden stool. But because they wanted to take those people out, and for them, a woman, you know, a woman keeper, it's nothing. I mean, if they take the most powerful out, they can take, they can steal the golden stool. Yeah, Asanto formed an army, and to fight against the British, and guess what? Yay! Kick their butt. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. (laughs) Yes, she won against she won against the Britain and she was able to push them away. And that is why the Golden Stool, that's why they call it Ya Asantwa War. She's the one who decided she got mad and she's like, no. So why the one the Ashanti king and her grandson was away, she was forming a plan how to kick the behind or me, how to fight the, uh, the British, how to push them away. And she, as I said, she she formed an army, and she lead the army, and they went against the British, and they won. And they kept the too and they kept the gold. Thank you for joining us on this episode. If you have any suggestion or any subject that you want us to talk about, please email us or let us know in the comment. Thank you for your support.